This is Don Tiger. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for stopping by. This is On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 361 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Don Collier is going to be joining us from 1960 to 1962. He was the star on Outlaws and uh, one of those westerns. And then, of course, he was on The High Chaparral later on. And then he did many, many co-starring roles in different TV shows and everything. So uh, it's going to be a good interview here. And Don Collier is coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So stick around for that. And uh, let's see, what else we got going on? They uh, uh, got a few uh, DVDs that came in, DVDs, Blu-rays. And uh, just give you a little idea. I'll be putting up a review on the website, but... Uh, is a few that I'll let you know about. Uh, Mordecai is going to be coming out on May 12th, and that one, uh, Johnny Depp stars in that with an all-star cast, but uh, it's sort of like a slapstick comedy, and uh, it reminded me of the like the Pink Panther and Spectre Clouseau films, and it, it, it kind of fell short of being something that uh, I would recommend highly. Uh, it's it's an, it's an alright movie to watch, but it's not a great film. He plays a bumbling art dealer who's out looking for clues about things. But uh, like you say, it's, it, it fell short. It was trying to do more than what it actually ended up doing. And let's see, CPO Sharky will be coming your way, the first complete season. And uh, that's coming your way on May 19th. And uh, that one is uh, with Don Rickles, and it's, uh, that's kind of a fun one. It's, uh, it never became a great big TV show or anything like that. It went a couple of seasons. But uh, Don Rickles is great in it, and uh, you might want to check that one out. That one's kind of fun. And another one that uh, I really enjoyed that's coming out on May 12th is The Midnight Special. Now, those of you that were back in the 70s when this show was out, uh, it, this had all the great rock stars on there, if you remember that. And watching this was a lot of fun because, you know, there's a lot of great people who are in this and uh, they do, you know, perform like Steely Dan's in it and Hart and Jim Croce and, and then comedians were on there like Steve Martin, Billy Crystal, just so many others. And uh, you want to check that out because that is a fun DVD to check out. All right, let's see. Why don't we get right into it? Time for Remake Madness, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, it looks like Ian McGregor will be playing Lemure in the Disney live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast with Ian McKellen as Cogsworth. And you can look for that March 17th of 2017. And the remake of Peter Pan, the whole story there, starring Hugh Jackman, called Pan is being moved back. It was going to be coming out in July on the 24th, but now they've moved it back to October to avoid all the blockbuster films that are going to be coming out, so they didn't want to get lost in that. And 1983's The Entity is headed for a remake by director James Wan of Furious 7 fame. 
And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, it looks like Steve Carell and Emma Stone will star as Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King in the story of the famous 1973 tennis matches, and it will be called Battle of the Sexes. Steve Carell, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, and Brad Pitt will star in The Big Short. Now, this is a film about the housing and financial bubbles. And Will Ferrell will star as Russ Meyer in Russ and Roger Go Beyond. In 2016, you can look for that one as the film tells the story of Russ Meyer and Roger Ebert teaming up to make 1970s Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen or Beyond, taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, Billy Zane, has been confirmed to be returning to Zoolander 2. And The Equalizer will be getting a sequel, and it's been announced by Sony. And Denzel Washington is expected to return in the lead role. Well, I hope it does. he does, because uh, without him, there's no Equalizer. And April 14th, 2017 is the release date of Furious 8 as it hits theaters. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, July 14th, I Love Lucy, the Ultimate Season 2 Blu-ray disc set arrives from CBS Paramount. And June 16th, Two and a Half Men, the complete series will land on DVD and... This is also the release date of the final season. And June 2nd, you can get Justified, the complete final season, on Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen Beyond, let's take a peek at what's coming away as far as movies on DVD. <laughs> movies on DVD, well, it looks like uh, Chappie is going to be strolling on the DVD and Blu-ray on June 16th, starring Hugh Jackman. And here's an odd one. Moonrise Kingdom, which has already been released, is being re-released with Bill Murray. And Bruce Willis is going to be hitting stores on July 21st for the second time. And on June 9th, you can get The Duff in stores on Blu-ray and DVD. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time on May 17th. CBS is going to be airing I Love Lucy Superstar Special, which is colorized episodes of the classic TV show I Love Lucy. And these are ones that featured William Holden. And another one that will also include uh, is the Superman George Reeves show that he was in. So those should be interesting in color. And Paramount TV is looking at making Galaxy Quest into a TV show based on the movie. So, I don't know. 
if they had the original characters, that might be a great, great uh, TV show. Well, that's it for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen to Be On, let's take a peek at who is having a birthday with celebrity birthdays right here on On Screen to Be On. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays. It looks like on May 3rd, Frankie Valley turns 81 years old. On May 4th, Will Arnett turns 45. May 5th, Adele turns 27. And Tina Yothers turns 42. May 6th, George Clooney turns 54. And Tom Bergeron turns 60. May 7th, it looks like Michael Knight, who played Tad on All My Children, turns 56. On May 8th, Melissa Gilbert from Little House on the Prairie turns 51. And Don Rickles from CPO Sharky turns 89 years old. And on May 9th, Billy Joel, he turns 66. And Candace Bergen turns 69. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. And now, as far as Listener Birthdays, it looks like Pat B. of Boston, Massachusetts turns 33. And that happens on May 5th. And Andy H. of Dearborn, Michigan, turns 64 on May 8th. And that's it for listener birthdays. If you have a birthday coming up, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we will celebrate it with you and all your friends. And if you have a friend or a relative with a birthday, send it to us. And everybody who listens to On Screen and Beyond will be wishing you a happy birthday. So happy birthday to all those people we just mentioned. And... That's it for Celebrity Birthdays here at On Screen and Beyond. Next, we have an interview with Don Collier, who was the star of Outlaws back in 1960-62 seasons. And also, he was a co-star of The High Chaparral and many, many appearances and guest-starring roles on different TV shows. A lot of your favorite ones, I'm sure. And he's next. Don Collier, right here on On Screen and Beyond. My guest today on On Screen and Beyond is an actor who has been in so many westerns over the years in the 60s and 70s, including Outlaws as Marshall Will Foreman and The High Chaparral as Sam Butler and so many others. He has acted with John Wayne, Dean Martin, James Arness, and even Elvis. And he is still acting today. It's Don Collier. Don, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thanks, Brian. It's a pleasure. Go ahead and fire away at me. Now, Don, you've had a long career and uh, Westerns has been a big part of that. I is that something that you wanted to do when you were young, being in the Westerns? Uh, yeah, I worked on a ranch in the San Fernando Valley after I got out of the service. Uh, my folks were running the ranch for an old actor named Francis Letterer. And uh, when I got out of the service in 1946, I went to that ranch and went to work. He had about 500 acres in the west end of that San Fernando Valley, and he had uh, a big walnut grove, and, and he raised tomatoes, and he had a, a cow and calf operation. He had about 100 head of mama cows, and he had about five or six bulls, as I recall, some horses, and they put me to work down there, and we were, you know, treating sick cows and birthing calves and, and 
doing all kinds of stuff, the cattle hauling market and roping and all that. And uh, Francis also had uh, drama classes in his ranch house at night. And he asked me if I'd like to participate. And I said, yeah, sure, it sounds good. So I started going to those classes and liked it a lot. And, and he started giving me some interviews over in Hollywood. And it kind of went from there. Started picking up a little work here and there. And got me an agent and started working. Uh, well, by 1957, 58, I started picking up a little work. So you were the real deal. When when they wanted a, a, a cowboy, uh, you know, you weren't one of these guys that comes in and says, oh, I can ride a horse, and he really can't. You you knew how to do everything when you were out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could, I could handle a horse. I, I enjoyed horseback riding. It was fun. And uh, and when, uh, when that's how I, well, the first show I ever did was, uh, as I recall, was a Perry Mason back in about 57 or 58. Ah, okay. But then... Uh, I did a uh, oh, a few other TV things. I got the Outlaws, and that was a lot of riding. And uh, then I started getting all the Hill Bonanza and Gunsmoke and mm-hmm. Virginia and, and Wagon Train, and and then I got the High Chaparral, and that was that was uh, a working cattle ranch, and we did a lot of a lot of riding that. We went on location to Tucson a lot. And filmed out of old Tucson, and we did a lot of horsebacking out there. Hmm. Killed a lot of Indians, <laughs> and uh, fought with the Mexicans, and had a good fine old time. <laughs> now we've actually had one of your uh, co-stars from the High Chaparral on the show. Uh, uh, Henry Darrow was on the show uh, a while back. Oh, Hank Darrow! Yeah, we just finished our our High Chaparral reunion uh, two about ten days ago. Uh, and uh, saw Henry there. He's still in pretty good shape. Yeah. And uh, him and I, well, Rudy Ramos was there. Rudy came in the last year on High Chaparral as an Indian. He named Wynn. Mm-hmm. And Rudy was at our reunion. Uh, Mark Slade is still alive, but he won't come to reunions for some reason. And Linda Crystal is still kicking, but uh, she doesn't come either. That leaves me and Henry as, as and Rudy, of course, as uh, the only remaining people that come to these reunions, but the reunion is a uh, has has been thanks to Penny McQueen a big success. She she took it over in uh, 2007, and then ran it in 2009, 2011, and then in 2013 it kept getting more people all the time, and so uh, we started having it once a year, 13 and 14. Now this was 15. And we had almost 300 people. Hmm. Wow. And so we're going again next year. And as long as we uh, can drag it out, we'll keep going. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. People have a good time. Yeah. And yeah. it lasts three days. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun doing the thing. I'm just looking forward to doing it again in, uh, in 16. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy uh, talking to the fans like that? Oh, I love it. The, the reason they're there is because they... They really liked the High Chaparral show, and uh, so we have a lot in common. I love the show, of course, and they did too, and we, we just circulate among them and, uh, and talk about it. As a matter of fact, I started selling kisses uh, about three years ago. <laughs> Why they want to kiss me, I'm not sure, but but they uh, were trying to sell some uh, raffle tickets, and nobody wanted to buy them. I said, well, with these raffle tickets, a kiss from the old foreman. Man, they just jumped at the chance and raised about $900 that first time. We've been doing it every time now. As I get older, 
the tank keeps going down. <laughs> Jeez. These old, these old lips are getting all wrinkled up now. <laughs> Well, take us back to 1960 with Outlaws. Uh, how did you come about getting that part of Will Foreman? Uh, I was in an interview over at MG at uh, Paramount Studios for a project called The Egyptian. I don't know why the hell they sent me over there because I, I don't look anything like uh, <laughs> an Egyptian would look. But I went there and a fellow named Doug Hayes had written the pilot. He was going to direct the uh, show. And he, he just flat out says, what the hell are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm, I'm here for the interview for, for the Egyptian. He says, please leave my office. And I said, okay, Mr. Hayes. And I started leaving. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now. He says, he said, listen, I got a project that I wrote. I'm going to direct it over at uh, MGM called The Outlaws. He said, they're holding their casting sessions right now. And he says, you might, you might be right for that. I don't know. He said, have your agent call over there and get you an appointment and go see him. And so I did that, and I went over, and I read for them for, oh, about two hours. They'd already interviewed 60 people, and they asked me if I'd come back the next day. I said, sure, and I came back the next day, and, and I read with uh, some of the fellows they had in to, uh, to play the deputy, and they finally told me to go down to wardrobe and try some clothes on. We'll see how we look. So I went down there and I tried on the pants, and a shirt tied a bandana around my head around my neck and the old wardrobe guy handed me a hat and says put this on and I put that hat on and I looked in the mirror and I said to myself man you're home I'm home <laughs> and the old uh, wardrobe guy says well congratulations I said why he says, well you've got the part and they tell you I said no they didn't say anything they just told me to he said oh yeah it's your part so wow I had me a part had me a series it was, it was we did it for two years. It was wonderful. The second year, they they brought in old Slim Pickens, and uh, Slim was a pleasure. He was great to work with. Mm. Jeez. And um, now I noticed you were also on the Virginian, and, and James Drury's been a guest here on the show too a while back. I think I did. I think I did two Virginians. You did? Yeah. I think I did. I'm not sure. I think I did two of them. Uh, the parts weren't very big, but there it was. Uh, it was really a pleasure working with old Lee J. Cobb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd seen him in movies for, you know, even when I was a youngster. In the forties, I'd seen him in pictures, and to work for the man it was really a, really a treat. In fact, on the Outlaws, uh, a lot of those character actors came through, and even some of the younger guys who eventually became pretty big stars. Uh, it was just really a thrill to work with all those people. Yeah. Really, uh, one of the highlights of my life. Well, looking at your, your credits as far as what you've done, I mean, you know, you've worked on such great shows, The Virginian, The Outlaws, Perry Mason, and uh, also on Branded and Wagon Train, and uh, The Death Valley Days, you were on that one, and it, it just, it's, you just seem to be in every good show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in those days, there were, there were a lot of Westerns, and uh, and I kind of fit that mold pretty good, so so I worked pretty good. And in fact, all the guys that were alive in those days, most of them are gone now, they would uh, they had kind of an unwritten rule where you could work each of those shows twice in a year. And so the guys, uh, you got to know them all, but just you know, a constant around uh, the, around and around, they'd come and they'd go, and they'd see them about twice a year, and 
you'd work on their shows a couple of times a year. It was a lot of fun. Got to meet a lot of the old Western people. Mm. Like you say, you've worked with John Wayne and Dean Martin and, and James Arness, and it's it's just amazing the people that you've worked with. Oh, a lot of them. Old uh, Bob Mitchum, he was worked with him a couple of times. Wow. <laughs> and uh, but but the the the, uh, the one that sticks in my mind is old John Wayne. What a pleasure that was to, to work with him finally after when I was a youngster I'd see him in movies and then uh and then when I got in the picture business I I, I was always wishing I could work uh, in something with him and then uh, one of the writers on uh, the Outlaws was a fellow named Claire Huffaker. And Claire was a, a hell of a Western writer and he wrote uh the, the, he wrote a lot of the Outlaws shows, three or four and I got no Claire and we we became good friends. And he wrote the uh, one called The War Wagon, John Wayne picture, and and he was talking with Duke about it, and he said, listen, you ought to hire that Collier guy. He can ride, and he's a pretty good old country actor. And so I got a call from uh, from uh, John Wayne's son, Mike, and he says, hey, can you work on The War Wagon for us? I said, you bet your life I can. <laughs> and I got to meet old John Wayne on that picture, and boy, what a pleasure that was. I mean, the guy was a uh, I mean, he was a giant in my imagination, and, and he was uh, he was a wonderful guy to work with. He was all business. He would uh, drink with you and gamble with you if he had the time, but most of his pictures, he had most of the dialogue, so he was busy every night going with that dialogue. Uh-huh. But when he was free, he'd, he'd jump in there and have a good time with you. <laughs> but, he, but he expected you to do your part, and if you if you knew your dialogue, showed up on time, and hung around the camera, you could work with John Wayne. Jeez. Hmm. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you remember uh, most about working with him? Any certain scene or anything? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. It was, it was once you got over the, uh, got over the being intimidated by just being in his presence. Right. I mean, he was, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, when I first met him at the at the uh, at the L.A. airport, we we're, we're getting ready to fly down to Mexico to do that uh, war wagon, and we all met out there at, at the L.A. airport about eight o'clock in the morning. And they they couldn't they, we we couldn't go out in the regular airport area because they just mob old John Wayne, so they put us in a private room to wait uh, till we were going to board our plane. And we're all drinking and having a good time there at eight o'clock in the morning. And those the Duke Wayne's right in there slugging them down with us. <laughs> so by the time we left, we're all about half shot. We got on that plane about nine thirty and flew down to Mexico. And, and, but from there out, it was business unless uh, unless he you know had time off. And he said, "Okay, boys, it's time to play. Let's play a little." You know. Wow. He was all business. Now, how was that for you? I mean, I mean, well, you had been fairly established by then, but still. I mean, you're working with John Wayne, and you're sitting there drinking with John Wayne. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it was it was quite a feeling. I mean, because you and, until you meet him, you don't think he's real, right? You know, and then you meet him, you realize he's a real guy. Jeez. And we were doing that war wagon uh, picture. There was one scene there where uh, three of us get out of that war wagon, two stunt guys and myself, and he walks over and. I'm, the door of, this, of the war wagon is open, and I'm standing kind of behind it, and he's got a cold cock, all three of us. 
So he says, listen, I don't know how we're going to work this. And, and the son guy says, well, you, you, you know, you smack us. And then slam that door into old Talia there. <laughs> and Duke says, okay, I'll do that. But he says, he says uh, Don, he says, you want me to get a stud guy to, 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 to slam that door? I said, no, go ahead and slam it. I'm, I'm okay. And so uh, the director said, action. <clears throat> he nailed the two stunt guys and slammed that door into me. And I, I, I knew I could catch it with my arm and make it look like it's hit me in the face. And I did that. And he remembered that. Wow. And uh, two years later, we were working on uh, High Chaparral at Paramount. And he was on the lot making a picture called, uh, I believe it was called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, with uh, Lee Marvin and uh, Jimmy Stewart, I think. And I knew he was on the lot. And I, so I walked over to the soundstage where they were, and I said, hey, Duke, how are you? He says, hey, Collier. He says, he says, are you coming with us to Mexico for the uh, for the undefeated? And I said, well, I had heard anything. He said, well, get your ass over there to, to, to 20th Century Fox and talk to Andy McLaughlin. He was going to direct it. I'll call him. So I went on over there. And Andy says, "Oh yeah." I said, "Duke, call me." He says, "Yeah, you're on the show." Wow! So I got on that. I got on that picture and did that. And uh, I, I had to turn down the next one. They offered me a part on. Uh, they offered me a job. I don't know which part it was on uh, True Grit, but I couldn't get off of High Chaparral to do it. Oh, so that's I had to too pass bad. that one up. Oh, uh, that was a great film. It was, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to work that. Hmm. Now you also worked with Elvis. Yeah, yeah, he was a nice kid. I, I sure liked working with him. He, uh, he pushed that stake in my face, and then I took a swing at him, supposed to miss, which I did. And then he pushed me into that little cart with a dessert all over it. it took us three days to do it, and uh, but he sure was a nice fellow, a good guy. Mm-hmm. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I was trying to think of what role. I mean, I know your name in the show was Andy, uh, but I was trying to think in that film what parts you did. And now that you mentioned the stake in the face, now I remember it. <laughs> yeah, it was just one little part there, and they asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, "Sure, I'd like to meet Elvis anyway." So, so I took it with just a uh, short job, but uh, what the hell? Yeah. Hmm. You have to meet old Elvis, and he was a nice guy. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Now the high chaperone. I saw him. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I saw him. I, I saw him years later in Vegas, and and he remembered that we shook hands and talked a little while. Hmm. And he was a nice kid. Go ahead now. Yeah. The the high chaparral. How'd you come about getting that part? Um, I had uh, I forget when I was chaparral. I did Death Valley Days several times. Yep. And I was at home one day, and old Bill Mayberry, who was casting director for Bonanza, called me. And he said, listen, he said, uh, we got a part on a new show called High Chaparral, a new pilot, for the ranch foreman. And 
I believe it's Ken McRae or I've known those guys from from NBC and uh, and Bonanza and of course the old Outlaw Show. And one of them recommended me for the part. And they said, and the neighbor says, "You want to do it?" And I said, "Yeah." And did he ask him how much? I just said, "Yeah." <laughs> I'll take it because I like the sound of it. I'd heard some rumors about it that it was going to be a good show. And I'm glad I did because it sure was a pleasure working that show. And you just didn't stop after that. You've been in so many other shows, uh, Little House on the Prairie and Highway to Heaven, and you were in a, a, a classic miniseries, War and Remembrance, right? Yeah, I did, uh, I did uh, two of those. I did the same individual as a captain in the first part and then as an admiral in the second part. That old, uh, I'm trying to think of the director's name. He's dead now. He came to me and said, Don, he said, I wish I'd given you a bigger part. I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take it from what I had. I got to work with uh, Robert Mitchum twice mm-hmm. in those, uh, on each one of those small parts. And it was a pleasure to do it. And I said to Bob, we talked the first time, and, and he was pretty, pretty good boozer. And he said, well, I quit drinking. I said, well, that's good news, Bob. He said, yeah. And then after, it took a long time to film that whole thing. And about 10 months later, they were back, and they'd been up in Canada. They came back to Hollywood to do some more, and and they hired me to do the part of the same part, but now I'm an admiral. Mm -hmm. And I said to old Bob Mitchum, I said, how's it drinking? He says, well, he said, you know, Canada's awful cold. (laughs) And he said, it was so damn cold up there. He said, I had to start again. But he says, I plan on quitting sometime in the future. Now, also, in the 80s and 90s, you were on the Young Riders for quite a few episodes. Young Riders, yeah, I did about 20 of those. I played the storekeeper. And I was living in Tucson by that time, and they did that right here, so it was handy. Oh. And then I did a thing for the uh, university called Desert Speaks. I did that for 11 years. Uh, and I did. I, I started doing a lot of commercials down here, and I kind of, I kind of re- retired because... <laughs> there wasn't a hell of a lot of westerns anymore. Right. Yeah. So I just kind of relaxed down here and took it easy. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. We do the reunion, and uh, I'm, there's a, a picture coming up. I believe in September, a movie with Eric Estrada that that I'm going to work in called The Scars of Sin. Yes. And this time I'm going to play the part of an old man, <laughs> namely because I am one now. <laughs> I'm 86 years old, so I qualify as an old man. Yeah. Now, I, I was looking at that, uh, the scars, uh, the scars of sin, and there's somebody else in that film that Eric Estrada and uh, there was a woman. You mean the, there's a girl in it? Uh, yeah, I was trying I to remember. Think. Um, oh boy. Uh, Judy can... Norton or Judy Norton? Is that it? Judy oh yes, Norton. Judy Norton from the Waltons. Yeah, that's that's her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's right. Uh, yeah, she she and in fact, you worked. You were on the Waltons one time, weren't you? I was on the Waltons many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course, I won't recognize. She won't recognize me either after all these years. But mm-hmm. but it'll be fun to to do that show. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to it. Oh, that's. And we're going to do the reunion again next next uh, March. So if any of your listeners want to participate, we have a lot of fun. It's great. Get old opinion queen, or just look up High Chaparral on the on the internet and uh, get all the information. Yeah. Now, where does that usually take place? In Tucson. Tucson. Okay. We have we do it in Tucson. It was out at the at the Sportsman's Lodge in Studio City, California, the first three or four years. But the last uh, 
the last five years has been down here, and it's really makes it come alive because we want the old Tucson, and, and although they had that fire out there, they, the old ranch house is still there, and all the, the fences are still there, and the old barn and all that. We we have lunch out there and take a lot of pictures, and the, the fans just uh, have an enjoyable time. We uh, so stories, and and we have the, the big dinners, and we have an, an auction, and we have panel discussions, and Wow. And horseback riding. It's just it's, it's a great three days. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Now, so High Chaparral was filmed in Tucson? Yeah, we did uh, We did most of the exteriors down here. Oh, okay. And then we do the interiors back in L.A., and once in a while we go out to uh, a location in the Mojave Desert out there. But uh, the, the majority of our filming was right here in Tucson and, and various locations around the Hmm. So you guys really feel at home then when you do that reunion? Oh yeah, and the people love it because they they just love to go in the old ranch house or stand out in front of it and take the picture and, and have lunch there and we talk about everything and it's a great old time. Wow, yeah. So people should definitely check that out because that sounds like a good time. You better come down to it. Yeah, I might just do that. Come on down and you record a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Right. Now, um... Don, I'd like to finish up with uh, two final questions. Okay. And it takes us away from your acting and everything else. When you sit back and wa- uh, relax, what do you watch for TV now and in the past? What are your favorite shows? And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? You know, I haven't been to a movie in years. Uh, my favorite shows on TV are, I like Fox News. Mm-hmm. I like to watch How It's Made. Yeah, and I like to watch uh, what's that detective show? Uh, oh, no, it's about solve uh, real cases. I can't remember the name of the thing now. Uh, NCIS but, or uh, Criminal Minds uh, or there's so many of them. <laughs> I know it's true cases that that were solved. It's not mm-hmm. unsolved cases, but I don't care much for that. You know that. Uh, like naked and afraid, or swamp people, or yeah. river monsters, or yeah, yeah, uh, oh, all that. There's a bunch of garbage on. Yeah, the reality stuff. <laughs> huh? The what they call reality stuff. <laughs> I think there's a bunch of garbage. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're working on a project called uh, <clears throat> West of the Story right now, and we got to hurry because I'm getting so damn old. <laughs> but I can, I can still, uh, I can still ride a horse and. Mm-hmm. and get around and uh, our West of the Story show is kind of like the old Death Valley days yeah. uh, me and my sidekick happened to be where, where uh, these old true stories happened in Arizona and we intend to do it in Texas also uh, um, bank robberies stagecoach robberies train robberies uh, anything that was exciting in the old days down here in Arizona me and my sidekick happened to be in that town and we, we kind of were like witnesses, and we start talking about them, and it comes alive. The, hmm. it's, uh, it's, if we get it going, it'll be an exciting show to do, and, and I think the people enjoy it. Yeah, that sounds they interesting. Like the Western, like the old Western general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since they've had some some good westerns on. Oh boy, it has been a long time. I think I think the people like. It. I think the young kids will like it too. Yeah, if we do it the way we want to do it. Huh. Well, that's good. I'll keep an eye out for that. All right. Yeah, and, and 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 as far as a movie, what's your favorite old time movies? Oh, you know I like The Wizard of Oz. That's a classic, no doubt. 
Yeah, I can watch that over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good old westerns too, and that, but I mean, too, there are too many to to tell. But there's, I love the old westerns, the John Wayne stuff, and the Bob Mitchum and Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, you know those. They made some good, good westerns. Randall Scott, those guys made good westerns in the old days. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jeez. Well, people uh, want to keep an eye on what you're doing. Uh, do you keep the uh, your website up to date? Uh, well, kind of. Uh, Penny McQueen does a lot on on hers, uh, her High Chaparral website, and on Facebook. Okay. And, uh, I join in there now and then and answer a lot of a lot of questions and stuff, and it's it's fun. Yeah. So what's what's the website uh, that Penny has? Did you say? It's called uh, the High Chaparral, and of course her own the Penny McQueen website. Okay. And and uh, she's got one on Facebook. Great. They'll keep an eye. We can keep an eye on that, and people can get all the information about the reunions and everything, and and go down and have a good time with you. All right, Brian. Been nice talking to you. Well, Don, I thank you very much, and I appreciate you taking the time to share with us. My pleasure. And a big thank you going out to Don Collier. So fun to talk to those. Those cowboy stars of the past and all the things they've done. And he's got new stuff coming up, and uh, you want to keep an eye out for that. And it's a lot of uh, lot of good stuff there if you want to take a peek back at his old TV shows like Outlaws. And uh, it's uh, I actually have a DVD of that, and uh, the, the complete series. So a lot of fun to look at those. So, as I said earlier, we've got a lot of DVDs that we've been checking out. We'll be posting reviews on those. Some are good, some are not so good. But, uh, you know, check them out yourself, see what you like, because not everybody likes the same thing. And let's see what else we got going on. If you have a suggestion for a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. And let's see what else here. Got my notes and uh, not a whole lot. (laughs) We got a lot of guests coming your way. And uh, we're all ready for our next guest, who uh, I think is going to be a good one. So we got a whole bunch more. So that's about it. That's a wrap for this week. Until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 